0: today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth
1: the words that we speak can trigger depression in others. If our words tear down one another it can bring depression within that person's life. but as the proverb says you guys a cheerful heart brings a cheerful countenance. How we speak to one another is important. How we speak is very important. And as believers, we need to know this.
0: A few careless negative words can cause a lot of harm. As Pastor Eric leads us through this passage in 1 Samuel, we see Hannah desperate for a child, and the words of another take her already aching heart and crush it. We must be careful as Christians that our words are building others up and not tearing them down. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part two of his message entitled, A healthy cry heals the heart.
1: Remember in the state of this prayer, Hannah's heart was greatly distressed. It's so much so that she couldn't even get the words out. She's just crying out from her heart, praying from, from her heart to the Lord, and her mouth is uttering, but there is no speech. And Eli, the priest, who was just viewing this woman off to the side, assumed that she was drunk without even knowing what was going on. But this woman wasn't drunk. In fact, she says she wasn't drunk. She was crying out to God. She's like, No, my Lord, I'm not drunk. I'm not intoxicated. I'm just crying out to the Lord. Have you ever been there where you're just crying out to God and you don't physically have the words to speak, but your heart is crying out and speaking to the Lord? I know that I have. And those times of prayers are like intense. And the spirit, you can just feel the spirit of God and your spirit just connecting as one. And that's what was taking place with Hannah. So Hannah explains to the priest and saying, you know what? I've just been crying out to God. And so then Eli understands and he listens to her. And he says in verse 17, go in peace. And the God of Israel, grant your petition which you have asked him. All right on. Thanks, priest. Thanks for giving us your blessing. But then it says that she was, after that, she was no longer sad. And she was, she was able to eat. And before we go into this, because this is the area that I really want to zone in on, let's finish the rest of the chapter in the story it says in verse 19, then uh, again, like I said, then they rose early in the morning and they worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house in Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. Now the man of Elkanah and all his family and all his house went up to to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned, then I will take him, that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. Verse 23, So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you, Uh, wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Verse 24, now when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, with three bulls, one ephah of flour and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, "O my Lord, as your soul is, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. In verse 28, therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives. He shall be lent to the Lord, so they worship the Lord there. We're, again, we're really familiar with this story. the story. The I mean, you use this passage for baby dedications, right? God has given you a child, and you're giving the child back to God. Great. Praise God. And that message in itself is wonderful that God hears our petition and that he answered that. But the section that really ministered to my heart was in verses 8 through 19. When Hannah was depressed. Hannah was depressed. What do you mean she was depressed? It doesn't say that. But it does say that in the translation from the Hebrew to the English, when it says that her heart was was miserable, that means that the goal of this other woman was to depress her. To cause her great depression. And Hannah battled with depression year by year. Year by year she battled with depression. What is depression? Depression is a condition of general emotional dejection and withdrawal. Sadness greater and more prolonged than the warranted by any objective reason. It's great sadness. So what are you saying here? A a godly woman dealt with depression? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. In fact, she was not alone. Moses, David, Naomi, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Solomon. All these mighty people within God's word who believed in the Lord and put their faith in the Lord battled with depression. You can read it in the Psalms with David that this man battled with depression. Depression. And here's the fact, church, there is Christians today who battle with depression. Who battle with depression. Do you believe that? Maybe you are experiencing depression yourself in your own life. Now, I was taught if you battled depression that there was something wrong with you, that you lacked faith in God there is a lack of your faith in God that's why you're depressed. And so every times those times where I battle with depression because I've battled with depression, I would tell myself, "Eric, have more faith, more faith, more faith." But the passage really opened my eyes. It opened my eyes that God hears a heart of those who are depressed. See, depression is not the concern here, you guys. It's how I deal with my depression. Understanding that God does not look down upon me because I'm depressed. Or if I battle depression. He doesn't look down on me. Because depression is not a lack of faith in God. It's sadness. It's sorrow within the heart. And case in point that God listens, right? You look at Hannah. She had faith in God. Well, how do you know that? Because she went to the temple of God and she cried out to God. If she didn't have faith in God, then why was she even doing that? She had faith in God, that God was going to hear her. And God listened to Hannah. Well, how do you know that? Well, what happened in the rest of the story? A little baby came along, right? His name is Samuel. So this woman who was crying out, who had sorrow in her heart, who was, had that, that, that depression, the, the heart of depressed depressing feelings and heart and anxiety, year by year, God heard her prayer. That's amazing. Because depression is not a sin. God heard Hannah's prayer. If depression was a sin, God would not have heard. Because the Bible tells us that. In Isaiah 59 nine two, but your iniquities have separated you from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. So this woman's heart who was hurting, who was, who was just going through this very difficult period, was crying out to God and God heard her and he granted her her request. Well, how does the depression start, you guys? If depression is something that's real, and that's something that's going on within the people of this world, how does it start? Depression can be triggered by a lot of different things. But here in our text, it was triggered by a word from a person. By words. Words? Words mean something? You, our words impact other people? Oh, yeah. In fact, Proverbs 15, 13, it says, A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is broken. See, Peninnah, her heart was to hurt and bring pain to Hannah. It wasn't a heart of merry and cheerfulness. It was a heart of, I'm trying to torture her and to make her miserable because she couldn't have a child. And we're not told what she said to her. But it had to be something enough to drive this woman to not to eat. I mean, that's a huge thing, don't you think? If the words that was spoken to Hannah, it drove her to, to cry, you know, heavily, and just cry out, like tears flowing everywhere, uncontrollably, and, and our heart to be hurting so bad that she wouldn't even eat food. Have you ever been to that point? Where you're just you're just hurting and you i mean food is the last thing on your mind you just want your heart to be healed the words that we speak can trigger depression in others if our words tear down one another it can bring depression within that person's life but as the proverb says you guys a cheerful heart brings a cheerful countenance how we speak to one another is important how we speak is very important And as believers, we need to know this. Paul said it best in Ephesians 4.29. He said to the church in Ephesus, he said, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. I think Paul hit it right on. The Holy Spirit hit it right on through Paul. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. Edification means what? To build up, not to tear down. Because here's the thing, you guys, what Proverbs tells us is that anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression. And a lot of time, our anxiety, our worries, our our low self-esteem comes from the words that are spoken to us. And they might not be directly spoken to you. They could be spoken through media, through radio, through whatever. That's media too, but, you know, whatever. But most likely that's coming in from words that you've received. If they're not building you up, then why are you listening to them? Why are you saying them if they're not building people up? That's not the heart of God. So the way that we speak is very important. And as believers in Jesus, our speech needs to be seasoned with love, encouraging, because we don't know of that person's heart. We don't know their heart condition. And so you might be joking around with somebody, but you don't know what you say could throw them into a spiral. But we need to be sensitive to God's Spirit and speak with love and that of grace to one another. Because when you're depressed, the only thing that can pull you out of your depression is God. He's the only one that can pull you out. I mean, here Hannah was depressed, and Elkanah, her husband, tried to pull Hannah out of her depression, didn't he? Why do you weep, honey? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better than ten sons? Hey, man, thanks for the encouraging word, but that's not helping me. It's not, that's not helping me. I'm still hurting inside. And so... <laughs> the only way to get pulled out of depression is to let God pull you out of that depression. And, and you know, I've seen this. I've experienced this. Man wants to pull you out of sadness. Well, because you know, it's you know, like you can tell when somebody's hurting, right? You can tell when they're in pain, and you don't want them to be in pain, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ, your family members, your friends. You don't want them to be in pain. So, what do you want to do? You want to be like, hey, come on. It's all good. Don't worry about that stuff. But you know what? To heal depression, God must do it. It doesn't work. As we see in our, in our text, if we try to pull somebody out of depression. And how many times are we there quick with a word to try to pull them out, but we don't even think about what we're saying. We're just speaking from the flesh because we want to pull them out. But guys, it doesn't work. Does it work? I mean, come on. Come on. I saw it this, this past November at the men's retreat. This guy was hurting. He was in pain. He came up for prayer. But instead of speaking right away and start praying for this guy, it was in fact, it was Pastor Huck who prayed. And he said, you know what? We're waiting on the Spirit of God. We're waiting on God's Spirit so that I know how to pray for you. Because here's the reality. Our words cannot pull people out of their hurt. Only God's words can do that. But guess what? God can use man, he can use you to speak a word that can help bring out a person out of depression. And God used Eli, okay? Yeah, I was joking on him a little bit earlier, but the fact is, God used him when he says, go in peace that the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. That word gave Hannah just that refreshing feeling in her heart. Because she says, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. In verse 18, so the woman went her way and ate, and her, her face was no longer sad. Because here, the priest says, you know, God, may God listen to you, and grant you what, he is speak, what you are speaking to him. Man, I think that's awesome. And through the Holy Spirit, do you believe that, I do, that God can speak through man? In 1 Corinthians 1, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, the Apostle Paul gives a list of the uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit, and one of them is the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge. This is where God would give the believer uh, his spirit, and a word specifically for a person or persons. And in my experience, whenever I've gone through those times of depression, when my heart is just aching and 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 just I don't want to get out of bed. I just want to sleep because I don't want to face the day in a sense that I get a text or I get a phone call or an email from a brother or a sister with a word of knowledge from the Lord. And don't you know that when I receive that, God changes my heart and I'm like, "Man, I can do this." Because of what God is doing through his people. It's God pulling me out of that that depression out of that hurt. And God does that through his servants. And it brings edification. It brings building up in the body. It's pretty, pretty remarkable. So what do we learn through all this? Well, to those who believe in Jesus Christ, believers, Christians, I would say be open and, listening, and listen to the Holy Spirit because he may give you a word to tell somebody else that could help pull them out of a sorrowful heart. But how many times do we ignore that? And we continue on our day and our our routine. But God might want to use you. And in fact, I know He wants to use you to speak to others, to encourage them, to show them the love of God. So I would encourage you to be obedient. If God gives you a word to share with somebody, even if it seems crazy to you, even if you don't know that person, be obedient. Because You're a servant of the Most High. And you don't know what that word, it might not mean anything to you, but it can mean the world to that person. Don't hold it back, you guys. Because in my experience, again, God brings those words right when I need them. And it does prevent me from falling into depression, and it also has pulled me out. To those who battle with depression, I would say this. Be open to receive the word spoken to you. Many times we can be so lost in our sadness that people give us a word and we're like, yeah, okay. Oh, that was a great word, thanks. You know, and then you go back to being sad. Don't doubt. Don't doubt what God has given to you. Don't think that person's crazy. Listen, if the word brings peace within your heart, then I would say that it's pretty good that it's from the Lord. You can test the spirits. So if you receive a word from the Lord from another person, receive it. Claim it. Say, that's that's for me. So many times we don't do that. Because we're so focused on what's going on in our, our sadness. But God is trying to pull you out. He's trying to pull you out. You just need to listen. God's pulling you out. He wants to pull you out from sorrow. Cry out to him, just as Hannah did. Empty your heart. You don't even have to speak as we read in our text. You don't even have to speak. You can just cry out because God knows your heart. Cry out to him, because remember those who battle with this, this the, the depression that God is hearing your cry. And it might take time just like it did with Hannah, but trust that God has heard you. Listen for the word of the Lord. Be expecting a word from God. How many of us expect a word from God when we're in a sorrowful state? Expect it. And it might come through the unlikely. It could come through a teenager. It could come through a five-year-old. It could even come through your neighbor that you think is crazy. But he could, the Lord could speak through them. So to the believers who are battling depression, be there for those who are. Be slow to speak. So often we try to fix the problem. But sometimes it's good just to listen. That's a hard one to do. And then speak if God gives you a word. Remember, God is the only one that can pull them out. And God might just use you to give them an encouraging word. And that we need to edify all people. Build them up. Especially in this time where people are being brought down daily. What a great blessing it is to be one of those that builds somebody up instead of tearing them down. And that we need to be praying for these people that battle with depression and being available that the Holy Spirit may use us to minister to them. Because when you are freed from depression, we see what happens. In verse 19, Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. God pulled Hannah out of her depression and she was able to enter back into worship and praise God. And I believe that God will free you if you're battling depression. I believe that. And when he does, give him praise and worship back. See, the crazy thing, you guys, as we're finishing up here, is that God is a God that loves us unconditionally. And in the gospel, we all know that he died on the cross for our sins, right? But this past weekend, God really spoke to my heart by saying that's only the first half of the gospel. The second part of the gospel is that he gives you life. Life. Living. You can live In the freedom of Christ. Because we were dead and Christ sacrificed himself, his life, so that we could have life. And so the life that you are now living, you can live in Christ. And that means that he is going to be there. If you're hurting, he cares about that. If you're depressed and crying out, he cares for that. Why? Because he gave his life for your life. And so the things that affect you affect him. And he wants to be there for you to take you out of those things. And that we don't have to fear death because we are alive in Christ. And so I I would encourage you, don't leave here tonight without knowing that Christ loves you and that he has forgiven you. But most importantly, that Christ has given you life. And that you can be freed from your chains and that he, he can set you free. There is freedom in Christ. Don't leave here without his love. Maybe you battle with depression. Then come, let's pray. I need prayer, you know. As a body, what I'm seeing over these past days is that there is power in prayer. I know that. But seeing when the body comes around and rallies together, there is so much power in that, that in the body of Christ and the action of God pours out upon the petitions of his people that why are we ashamed to ask for prayer? You've got to want the prayer. As God is maybe ministering to your heart, I don't know how he has or what he's teaching you or whatever, but for me it's to ask for prayer in those times of heartache and so that God can heal me and so that I can be healed from those pains. Because depression, remember, is great sadness. There's a hurt and God wants to heal you. But we have to be willing to come to Him to be healed.
0: You've been listening to Grace to the Hearers, the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge in Coolidge, Arizona. CD copies of today's study are available when you email us at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. Today's message, as originally presented at Calvary Chapel Coolidge, can be downloaded from our website at GraceToTheHearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place an order, you can always call us at 520 723 7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number is 520 723 7047. We are so blessed by the technology that we have these days. Most of us have numerous versions of the Bible. And now with mobile technology, we have the Bible right on our phones and tablets. Grace to the Hearers is available in podcast format for use on any device. Simply log on to gracetothehearers.com and follow the links to subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast or simply search for Grace to the Hearers in the iTunes store. Again, our web address is gracetothehearers.com. Subscribing to a podcast like Grace to the Hearers is a wonderful way to infuse God's Word into your everyday life. Please log on to to GraceToTheHearers.com today and subscribe to the Grace to the Hearers podcast. Now please place a marker in your Bibles and make plans to join us again. Pastor Eric will continue teaching verse by verse through the book of 1 Samuel right here on Grace to the Hearers.